Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And so what this ruling said today is that the Second Amendment, that gun rights cannot be treated as second-class rights by our government. But it also speaks to a larger issue going on with the court. We had for decades had a court that viewed itself as a legislative body. If they wanted abortion to be legal, they voted it in against the will of the people. And this court that we have a strong majority on, thanks to three Trump appointees, is one that says it's not really mattering what our personal views are. What matters is what the Constitution says and what is legal and constitutional. Constitutional. And so you're seeing that reflected in all sorts of decisions going forward. That's Molly Hemingway yesterday commenting on the Supreme Court ruling on uh, the gun thing, which we're going to talk about. But the Supreme Court is rolling out uh, decisions right now, right this moment. And the abortion thing could come out while we're talking to Tim and it'll blow up everything. Yipes. Tim Sandifer is the vice president for litigation at the Goldwater Institute, author of a number of fabulous books. Uh, just yesterday, we were discussing the Permission Society. Tim, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm just great. Thanks for having me back. Do you have any idea how the Supreme Court decides how they're rolling those out? I mean, do, like, would they have two big ones back to back or do they try not to do that? Do you oh, have yeah. any? No, they definitely would do that. They try to release their uh, most controversial opinions right before they go off on vacation. And they go off on vacation around July 4th. So they usually do 
postpone the more controversial cases to the very okay. last day, which is usually before the July 4th. Okay, so you, yeah, Tim, I know you actually went to law school and everything, but let me step in here. It's just like a band. They open up with one of their big songs. Everybody gets excited. Then the middle stuff is from the new album. Everybody goes to get a beer. But then they finish big with that hit you just had to hear. So you... right. they, actually, they actually got the idea from the Rolling Stones that John Marshall said, you know, I really like the way this young Mick guy does stuff. Right. And- and oh, so you wouldn't be expecting the abortion ruling until uh, till later then. I, that's right. Okay. But who knows? Right. So let's talk about the uh, big gun rights ruling yesterday. First, would you like to explain to people briefly what was decided, and then we'll get into you know what it means and the reactions to it. So this case involved a New York law that said that you could only have a firearm for self defense outside the home if you. Uh, showed a special need for that. You had to show some sort of unique need to have this firearm. What does that exactly mean? It basically means whatever the government says it means. And that's the big problem with these kinds of permit requirements. And that's why it's relevant to the Permission Society book that you mentioned before, because this is uh, something we find not just in gun rights, but in building permits, in uh, issues about free speech and everything. The government routinely takes your rights away from you and then says, if you want your rights back, you have to do what we say in the form of a permit. And so that's what New York said, is they said, well, we're, we're not going to let anybody have firearms unless you prove that you have a unique need. And at one point in the case, Justice Alito said, well, suppose somebody came to the government and said, I'm worried because there have been a lot of muggings in my neighborhood, so I would really like to be able to possess a firearm. Would that be good enough? And the government said no. So the Supreme Court said that's unconstitutional. If people have a right to possess a firearm, they have a right to possess a firearm. You can't just say that it's a right, but turn it into a privilege or a permission in this way, because we don't do that to other kinds of constitutional rights. All right. And in the reality on the ground, of course, was since it's a county sheriff by county sheriff decision, you'd have I live in a county where they're never going to give out uh, a permit. And next door, you got a county where they'll give it to pretty much anybody who asks. And that's a ridiculous way to do federal rights. That's right. And really, as Justice Alito pointed out in his separate opinion in this case, or Justice Kavanaugh, I guess it was, there's not that many states that explicitly say just, you know, whenever the government feels like it, we're going to give out these permits. Many states have shall issue laws, which say you have to show objective criteria. You have to show you don't have a criminal history. You have to show that you have some kind of training or whatever it might be. And the objective criteria that's good enough because then you you know what re- is required of you in order to get a permit. But when the government says, well, we will give it to you for good cause or we'll give you a, this right if you're a good citizen or something, I mean, it's just a recipe for abuse. That's an ability that gives the bureaucrats the ability to dictate who, what you do in order to get your rights back. Do you have any comment on what may be the dopiest thing ever said on any topic? Uh, Governor Hochul of New York saying, uh, the First Amendment is regulated, but now we have no regulations on the Second Amendment. Yeah, well, it's. I, I really wish, my, you know, I have a dream. My dream, <laughs> it's not a, not a big dream, it's just a little dream, is that people would actually read the opinions that the Supreme Court puts out. I mean, there's a reason why they write these opinions. It's so that people can actually read them and decide for themselves. It's not that hard. You go to SupremeCourt.gov and you click on Opinions and you could read the opinion. And Justice Thomas points out in the opinion that, in fact, the First Amendment is not governed by these kinds of uh, good cause or special need requirements. Quite the opposite. The government could never impose. It's never constitutional for the government to impose one of these unique need or special need requirements 
on the First Amendment. So what the governor's saying is the exact reverse of the truth, which is, no, the First Amendment is a real right. The government can't take that right away, except in extremely rare circumstances. And the same ought to be true of guns. And Justice Thomas says this in the opinion, but the governor obviously, I'm sure, was too busy to have time to actually read what he was talking about. Clarence. Well, and, and furthermore, in terms of its wrongness, on the other end of it, there are still many, many regulations about who can own what gun and oh, under yeah, yeah. what circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. she was just whiffed on both ends of the question. Yeah, Clarence Thomas uh, wrote the uh, winning opinion there, and you tweeted out, and we read it yesterday, that you think Justice Clarence Thomas is the most consequential justice of, like, the last half century, which I thought was interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Justice Thomas, now, I don't agree with him on everything. In fact, I I would say I disagree with him about half the time. But he is an extremely sharp judge. And during his time on the court, what he's done is he's forced the other justices to deal with ideas that they used to ignore. And the big one, of course, is originalism. That is, what was it that the founding fathers thought they were doing when they wrote these constitutional provisions? Before Thomas was on the bench, there were a few judges that would, you know, Justice Scalia would talk about that sometimes, Justice Rehnquist would talk about that sometimes. But when Thomas got on the court, he brought such an intellectual rigor to this that now all of the justices are are having to address that, even if they don't agree with him on something he has forced them to talk about what the founding fathers thought, what the history of these causes are. And, you know, to be frank, one reason why people don't read these opinions is because they go into such detail about the history. I mean, Justice Thomas is talking about what happened in the Middle Ages. He's talking about 17th century law and stuff. It's incredible. And, and that is something that I think the history books will really see him as a pioneer when, when it comes to that. Well, since you brought up originalism and we brought up the governor of New York, she said this yesterday... And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. What were the founding fathers talking about, the originalism of the talking about the Second Amendment? Once again, the governor should read what she's talking about because the court responded to that point in the opinion. And they said, you know, the First Amendment governs cell phones and radio and television which didn't exist when the founding fathers were around. And for exactly the same reason, the Second Amendment also governs weapons with today's technology. What the founding fathers did was they created a government with certain principles involved. They didn't write a list and say, okay, well, you can have Oh, breaking news, breaking news. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade. Oh, here we go. Here we We go. (laughs) Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I got this piece of paper in front of me. No oh boy. U- U.S. braces for violence against conservatives, pro-life groups with Supreme Court's abortion ruling. That's from the Washington Times. So uh, that, uh, that, that that is what will be on a lot of people's mind. Uh, any breaking news thoughts on this ruling, Tim? Here's my the one. Well, two things. First, please read the opinion before forming a, a, what you, uh, your own opinion about what about the, what it says. And second, re- remember that you're going to hear a lot of talk today and yesterday and tomorrow about the undemocratic nature of the court. Oh, the court is, oh, is enforcing its will instead of the voters. And what, do the, what does the public think? And Look, that is the kind of thing that people say when they lose a case. And most of the time, it's nonsense. The court's job is to interpret the law. And that is very undemocratic sometimes because the, the, the majority just wants to do what it wants. And the tyranny of the majority is what happens as a result of that. And so we write a law to control what the majority can do, to limit the majority's power. And the majority very often wants to ignore the law and do whatever it feels like. And when a judge steps in and says, no, I'm sorry, majority of voters, you have to obey the law. You have to follow the law. 
that is always going to be accused of being undemocratic. Let me read the a tiny barrier we have protecting us against the tyranny of the majority is the law. So please don't say undemocratic, undemocratic, undemocratic. Let me read a quick line here. Held, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. That's a pretty good description. Uh, Yeah, that is a pretty good description. I think that will be a lost in a, a bit of the discussion today. Tim Sandifer is online, Vice President for Litigation for the Goldwater Institute. Sorry, Tim, go ahead. That means that the power goes to the states. The question of the constitutionality of abortion goes to the states. And state constitutions often protect abortion rights anyway. So, for example, the Kansas Supreme Court two or three years ago issued a decision saying the right to an abortion is already guaranteed by the Kansas Constitution, so it doesn't matter whether the Supreme Court says there is or is not a federal right. California's Constitution protects privacy rights and so forth. Many states already have these protections in place. Now, whether that's good enough or not, that's a discussion to have, whether there should be, perhaps the Constitution should be amended or something. But one thing to keep in mind is this does not ban abortion across the nation. It means it falls to the states, and you can amend your constitutions to protect these rights. It's a pretty big deal, though, isn't it? Oh, very big deal. But it's also something that we've seen coming for many, many years. Right. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, Tim, can you hang around for another sure. segment? Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, this is a, like we just said, this is a very big deal. Yeah, and I don't want to rush through my next question or two. Uh, I'm flipping around to my news sources. I feel like I'm in a time warp or I've lost my mind or something. The WAPO's, uh, the Washington Post lead story is still U.S. monkeypox response mirrors <laughs> early coronavirus missteps. Yeah, well, they're, they've, they've missed the breaking news. Uh, that the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade. More with our favorite constitutional scholar, Tim Sandifer, coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We had our friend Tim Sandifer on to talk about the gun ruling, and while we're talking about him, about it, the ruling comes down from the Supreme Court that they have overturned Roe versus Wade. The headlines and some of your newspapers are interesting the way they word it. For instance, in the New York Times, the decision eliminating the constitutional right to an abortion, um, which is true. That is what it says here. Uh, Although but the it never, phrase the, constitutional right to an abortion should be in quotes. Well, right. It's because the what the majority said is there never was a constitutional right. That's what, that's, that's what they're saying. It's 6-3 decision. All three of Trump's lawyers voting in the, uh, the majority. And there you have it. The justices, yeah. Right, Tim yeah. Sandifer, vice president for litigation the Goldwater Institute, rejoins us. Tim, thanks for hanging around. Sure, no problem. Uh, so I was reading hungrily as much of the decision as I could during the commercial break, then glanced down, realized it's 213 pages. Yeah, so you didn't to say I didn't finish it. Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so what was the underpinning of Roe v. Wade and, and why is it now being unpinned? So what happened was the Supreme Court has said since, well, actually, this is a, an idea that has been around since the, the 12th century, actually, that there are certain basic principles that distinguish a law from an arbitrary government action. A genuine law, which is a legitimate government action, that's something that is rational. It applies to everybody. It doesn't, it's not just a command to a particular person. It makes sense. It's not just gibberish. And there's these basic elements, philosophical elements, that make something into a law. 
And that means that the government cannot just arbitrarily do whatever it feels like to you because the government is required to respect due process of law. And that idea is called substantive due process. It means that there are certain basic things government can never do to you. And one of those things is intrude on your privacy without good reason. And in a case called Griswold way back in the day, the Supreme Court said there's a right to privacy that says there are certain truly intimate things that are so intimate that the government can never legitimately intrude in that sphere. And so based on the Griswold case in, the, in Roe versus Wade in the 1970s, the Supreme Court said that also protects a woman's right to decide for herself whether to have an abortion or not within certain boundaries. Roe said during the first three months. Then it said during the second three months, the state can come in and regulate certain things about abortion. During the third three months, the government can impose very severe restrictions on abortion. And so since then, that was in the 70s, in the past half century, the courts kind of elaborated on that. And it's basically drawn very strict lines protecting this right very strongly against government interference. And that, of course, has upset a lot of conservatives who, who think that this is an illegitimate right. And so what today's opinion does is it says that right is not one of the rights that is so intimate the government has no business dealing with it. Justice Thomas goes further, and just skimming his opinion here, I see, he says we should get rid of this entire idea of substantive due process. And I'll be frank, that is such an extreme and dangerous proposition that I think we would be, we should all be very strongly opposed to getting rid of this truly fundamental protection for individual liberty. I'm not talking about abortion. I'm talking about substantive due process, which is the oldest and most important of all of our constitutional rights. That's a truly extreme proposition, and it's a good thing that nobody else goes along with him on that point. Instead, this, this decision says this is not something that the federal constitution protects. It's something that's left to the states to decide, and each state can decide in its own constitution whether to protect this right or not. And according to the New York Times, it'll lead to all but a total ban on the procedure in about half the states. I think that overstates it. We'll look into that more uh, coming up. But you're you're a lawyer. You're not a uh, cultural historian or whatever. But um, the uh, respect for the Supreme Court has been dropping as it's been seen more of a political more as a political thing than it's ever been seen, at least in my lifetime. Are you concerned that this contributes to that? This case. Yeah, a little bit, I suppose, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of blasé about the whole legitimacy of the Supreme Court thing, because in my mind, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court depends on the, on the correctness of its decisions. And we can run around trying to dress it up in all different ways and, and, and say, oh, well, we have to respect the court. But truly, if the Supreme Court was run by crazy people, then you, it, it doesn't deserve any respect regardless. And on the other hand, if, it's, if it issues wise decisions, then you don't need a whole bunch of ceremonial or ritualistic talk about its, about its uh, legitimacy and stuff like that. So I'm not really concerned about that. The Supreme Court is a bunch of lawyers that we the people hired and gave them the job of protecting the Constitution against us, because we know, as, as voters, we know that we sometimes go too far and cross the line. And so we gave them the job of telling us when we've gone too far, like when you give your friend uh, your car keys when you go to the bar. And, uh, and Tim Sandifer, Tim, sorry to jump in. Tim Sandifer, the Goldwater Institute. We're just up against a hard break. Uh, well summarized. Great to talk to you. Uh, fabulous timing. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, really appreciate it. I mean, we couldn't have gotten luckier than having Tim on when this big ruling comes down. We've got more on uh, the fallout of this. As you know, everybody's uh, tweeting and talking and making their comments, and we'll see. Uh, we'll weigh in on 
what people are having to say. Some more of the majority opinion is pretty interesting. I'm looking at what Alito said, so stay tuned for more coming up on the show. If you miss an hour, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this is what it sounded like on CNN just a few minutes ago. At the time, mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that, that's significant. And, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. 
Stand by, Jeffrey. Uh, we do have breaking news just into CNN. Dobbs. The Supreme Court has just issued, and this is the decision many were waiting for, a ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. This, the major case regarding abortion rights in this country. Jeffrey Tubin still with us here as we wait to read this decision. Jeffrey, put into context the, 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 how consequential this is. You know, visual, um, psychologists have a term called The visual on memory, this is good because they're all wide-eyed and everybody's like trying to talk while they look through papers because they don't want to state what happened because they've been wrong before. Right. Remember in and the they're past? being yelled at in their earpieces as well. Yeah. Constitutional abortion It's in their ears right now, I guarantee you, that it's been overturned, it's been overturned, but they don't want to say it yet because they got it wrong on, was it gay marriage or Obamacare, but one of them's right to choose abortion. I want to see if they get it correct here in a second. Until the moment of I uh, have the guts to until, say, it. hey Tubin, um, put it back in your pants and say it out loud. The they reaffirmed that many times. Put that thing away. And now they're showing the crowd outside in, the Supreme Court is just going nuts. Um, on a, a case, a case that. Who year. are you people? And that, now the Dobbs case involving uh, hang a out outside the Supreme Court, Mississippi, um, is a case about whether abortion rights uh, will be will continue under the United States Constitution. Um, it, All this right. is well, let me cut ahead and see if they get to the an important so, moment. So, Jeffrey, stand by. I want to get straight to our Jessica Schneider. There you go. Jessica Schneider. Court, outside the courthouse. Uh, our Jessica, Jessica Schneider. <laughs> Not what your Jessica Schneider. She's ours. Poppy and Jim, the court issuing that landmark ruling that this nation has been bracing for, and the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, that they have eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion, and at first glance, this opinion is very similar to that draft opinion. So there you go. And it's interesting, the language. Uh, a lot of people are using eliminated the constitutional right. What the justices are saying is there never was a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- what they're saying is not inaccurate. But uh, so part of the uh, majority opinion, um, uh, this is from Justice Alito, who wrote it. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was ex- uh, uh, exceptionally weak. And the decision has had damaging consequences. This is the part that I like that I think is really interesting. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. This is the argument that a lot of people, um, David French and the Dispatch, has been making for years. Doing away with Roe versus Wade is going to settle down our politics, not inflame it. I'll be interested to see if that interested to see if that plays out the way they predict that. But a lot of the whole fighting over the Supreme Court, every time there's an opening in the Supreme Court, question number one, whether it's a Democratic president or Republican president, is what does this justice think about Roe versus Wade? And they get that's the first question they get asked in the reviews of their answers and everything like that. We'll take this out of the mix, and does that calm things down? I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't decide a case on that basis, but it's a really interesting you know, political sociological question. Uh, so I'm reading the decision written by uh, Justice Alito, and it's actually very well written and really interesting. Let me hit you with the first part of it. Abortion presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply conflicting views. Some believe fervently that a human person comes into being at conception and that abortion ends an innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of abortion invades a woman's right to control her own body and prevents women from achieving full equality. I think that's a very fair statement sure. of those two sides. Still, others in a third group think that abortion should be allowed under some, but not all, circumstances. And those within this group hold a variety of views about the particular restrictions that should be imposed. 
For the first 185 years after the adoption of the Constitution, each state was permitted to address this issue in accordance with the views of its citizens. Then in 1973, this court decided Roe v. Wade, even though the Constitution makes no mention of abortion, the court held that it confers a broad right to obtain one. It did not claim that American law or the common law had ever recognized such a right, and its survey of history ranged from the constitutionally irrelevant, like its discussion of abortion in antiquity, to the plainly incorrect, for instance, its assertion that abortion was probably never a crime under the common law. After cataloging a wealth of other information, having no bearing upon the meaning of the Constitution, the opinion concluded with a numbered set of rules, much like those that might be found in a statute enacted by a legislature. I'm going to jump off the text here and point out, not many people have read Roe v. Wade, the decision, or understand that the decision is very much like a set of laws. Um, As Alito describes, under this scheme, each trimester of pregnancy was regulated differently, but the most critical line was drawn at roughly the end of the second trimester, which at the time corresponded to the point at which a fetus was thought to achieve viability or the ability to survive outside the womb. Although the court acknowledged that states had a legitimate interest in protecting potential life, it found that this interest could not justify any restriction on pre-viability abortions. The court did not explain the basis for this line, and even abortion supporters have found it hard to defend Roe's reasoning. One prominent constitutional scholar wrote that he, quote, would vote, would vote for a statute very much like the one court, the court ended up at uh, if he were a legislator. But his assessment of Roe was memorable and brutal. Roe was not constitutional law at all and gave, quote, almost no sense of an obligation to try to be, uh, et cetera. Um, and then he he goes into a fair amount of, uh, of analysis of the Roe decision and very carefully and in great detail uh, picks apart it, its reasoning and how it doesn't make any sense, really. And this clearly ought to be something that the states decide, in oh, short. Right. I'm looking at this um, uh, tweet from a uh, right-wing pundit you don't know, um, saying you're going to hear somewhere near zero legal arguments today about why Roe should have been upheld. You aren't, And you don't hear that very much, the legal reasoning why Roe is correct. Uh, you hear a lot of... It's a woman's body. She should decide. Men shouldn't decide. All that sort of stuff. And maybe you agree with that completely. But that's not the same as the legal reasoning why Roe should stay. Yeah, right. Uh, and and it's interesting because part of the legal reasoning is um, that if a right, and I hope I'm summarizing this well, um, if a right is not specifically mentioned in the Constitution, you have to look to tradition and uh, and and the history of the country and whether it's been a recognized right, that sort of thing, um, before you just elevate, you know, the right to skateboard as a constitutional right, for instance, or the right to roll around on any wheeled implement, I guess. And they just said there is nothing in the country's history or the tradition of common law or anything like that that suggests this is a fundamental right, especially given uh, the balance of rights of the woman, you know, just to oversimplify it, the woman and the fetus. So uh, it's worth reading. It's it's interesting. It's long. So a couple of things I suppose we ought to point out. Well, um, uh, the things we ought to point out, we'll mention after this, after we tell you about Simply Safe with uh, rising crime all across the country. People's perception is that crime's rising. You know why? Because crime is rising. And it might be a good time, if you've never had one before, to get a security system for your home. And the best one out there, we think, 
and a lot of people think, is simply safe. Yeah, and one more comment, actually, on that topic. Uh, there are various news organizations that will tell you, you know, crime rates are actually not up. That's because there is so much property crime. And the cops know that the people won't be prosecuted because of some of the woke DAs. Nobody even reports it. Property crime is all over the place. Anyway, Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security system you can have to protect you not only against uh, intruders and burglaries, but also fires and floods. And it's less than a dollar a day, and there are no long-term contracts. You're not going to get locked into a year or two like pretty much every other security system that exists out there. And they call it Simply Safe because it's simply to set up. You set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's simple to use. You'll actually use it. And you customize it to your needs, too, at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Just takes a few minutes. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It will be, says the New York Times, one of the signal legacies of President Donald J. Trump, who vowed to name justices who would overrule Roe. All three of his appointees were in the majority in the 6-3 ruling today that did overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, the headline I'm seeing a lot of places, as the New York Times says, it will lead to all but total bans on the procedure in about half of the states. I don't claim to know what all the states are planning to do now that it is a state decision on abortion, but I do know this, that it's going to be portrayed as a horror that a lot of states are going to go to where uh, the point where a lot of American people are, that it's okay in the first trimester, but I don't dig it after that. And that's where um, the vast majority of Democrats and Republicans are on the issue. Right. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal puts it like this. Almost half the states have laws in place or at the ready to curtail or outlaw abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned, while others have laws that would preserve its legality. There are there are a big handful. I think it might be in the low teens, but don't quote me on this, that are going to flat outlaw abortion. That is true. But the half ruling uh, will include quite a few that were like Jack described. Just restrict second trimester abortions, especially. I'm uh, more of a, you know, analyzing culture than I am a lawyer. So I just wonder what this is going to do to our uh, to our culture. We're already in this weird point where I, I have heard people say what well, we know. People are moving to states based on the politics. I've heard people say who are looking for jobs. Yeah, I got offered a job in Florida, but I'm not going to go there or Texas, or I'm not going to go there, or the or the other side, the other way around, and what, which wasn't a thing very many years ago, that you would turn down a job opportunity because of the state's politics. You wouldn't even have known what the state's politics were not very many years ago. And I feel like that this is going to increase that a lot. And are we going to become that bifurcated as a country? Even more solidly, you're this or that kind of state, and you will just not live there if you're this person or there if you're that person. We're headed in that direction. There's no doubt about that. Whether that trend continues or strengthens, if I had to bet in some sort of a weird compulsory casino, uh, I would bet, yeah, you're right, it is going to go further that way. Wow. I mean, I'm not arguing that the Supreme Court shouldn't do, like Tim Sandifer brought up earlier, the Supreme Court's got to decide these things based on you know, their view of how it fits in with the Constitution, not how it affects society. Obviously, that would never work or how many people are going to get mad. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't do it that way. But man, man, uh, uh, becoming more bifurcated as a country. Where does that end up? I don't know. 
I don't know either, with uh, everybody getting more and more tribal, too. Oh, speaking of people moving in and out of states, I continue to dig through the data of that giant U-Haul. Uh, they study one-way rentals and the inflows and outflows of different states and cities. And the more I look at it, the more interesting it becomes to me. So maybe I'll share some of that with you in a couple of minutes. Yeah, man, there is a lot of strong talk flying around on cable news and social media, as you would expect, all on one topic. Well, it's kind of a shame that uh, yesterday the lefty media absolutely wet their pants over the, uh, the gun ruling because now their bladders are empty and they would like to wet their pants over the abortion ruling, but eh, got to drink some more water or something. You should have saved some. Now that is not analysis you're getting anywhere else. Well, we've got more on the way. Stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here, the court is just saying, look, we got it wrong at the beginning. It recognizes that stare decisis is about, is about preserving precedent, but it says that doesn't mean that you can't overturn precedent. Brown v. Board of Education overturned Plessy. There are other cases that we decided are simply wrong, and that's what they're saying today. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, according to the Associated Press, by a 5-4 decision. Everywhere else says it's 6-3, so... Well, it's hard to count the justices. They keep moving. <laughs> keep six, moving around. Seems to be 6-3, but anyway, the three Trump justices on the majority side. Uh, what's it going to mean now that it goes back to the states? Well, we'll take a, look, take a look at that to kick off Hour 3 of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Indeed, yes. I have poured through the laws of all 50 states during the commercial. Break wow. And uh, have come up with that answer. And or I came across an article that had a list. So uh, speaking of list, and yes, we will kick off the next hour with that. It's pretty damned interesting. There are definitely some places no more abortion, period, till further notice. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, Jack just posed an excellent question. Uh, The uh, bifurcated, uh, polarized, uh, tribal nature of America. People want to move to a red state or a blue state, and they wouldn't even consider moving to the other one, at least in some cases. And would that trend just continue and continue till, I mean, it's just we got 25 red states and 25 blue states or whatever it ends up being. It's difficult to answer that question. Uh, there's definitely some of that going on. But as I look at U-Haul's growth index, in which they measure the number of one-way rentals in and out of states, yeah, it's imperfect. Um, but it's about as good as anything. Uh, there's one. There are a couple of trends that, uh, that I want to point out. Um, that may weaken that argument a little bit. Uh, but first, it's interesting that your top five inflow states are leading up to number one, Arizona, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. Those are all... That's where the people are going. Right. Is that because the uh, several of the most populated states are blue states? Is that why? I mean, is that how the math works on that? Uh, no, no, it's uh, it's a question. It's like your approval rating being upside down. Um, so it's it's uh, it's the difference between inflow and outflow that gets you the ranking. Well, right, the, I get that. The but, ratio, but why is it all? It appears to all be red states. You know, there's been a boom in the southeast. Everybody knows that for various reasons in the Sun Belt and stuff look, like and, that. And then look at me, assuming that it's a political thing. Maybe I shouldn't be assuming that. Well, they are all red states. Uh, number six is Indiana, seven's Colorado, which is very purple, but they're primarily red states. Uh, New Mexico at number 10 is an exception. The top five outflow states are, well, I'll go six because New York is uh, sixth. Uh, Alabama, which is the lone standout in the outflow states. Um, very weird. A red southeastern state in with a big outflow. Uh, but then it's Mass- Massachusetts. Pennsylvania, Illinois, and California, number one outflow states. All of those, except Alabama, blue high-tax states. What that means, I'll let you figure out. But here are your top inflow uh, cities, metro areas. Um, And I'll just count down. 
number one is Kissimmee, St. Cloud, Florida. Number two is Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. And then I'm just going to give you the states. Florida, Florida, Wisconsin, Madison, kind of an outlier. Then Florida, Texas, Roseville, California, bit of an outlier. Then Florida, 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 San Diego, Florida, Wisconsin, Texas, Texas, South Carolina, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, Texas, etc. It's just... It just occurred to me that I've had three conversations this week, three different people mentioning job opportunities they would not take because of the state they were in. That is just a new thing, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never given it a no. second's thought. No. No, never had in my life. Maybe I would now. I don't know. But nobody ever did before. If you heard somebody got a job, oh, I heard you got a job. Yeah, yeah, we're moving to Colorado or whatever the state is. Nobody would have thought, oh, good luck there because of something you heard about the governor or something. I mean, that's this is all new. Yeah, and and I'm not sure it's good. Well, I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> but uh, I don't at, know what to at do At about the same it. time, though, I mean, if, if, for instance, as I've often said, you know, and the national media always misses this about the outflow from California. When they admit it's happening, they say, well, it's uh, the high uh, cost of living and the uh, the traffic or whatever, and, and all those things are true. But a lot of it is like when Gavin Newsom says, we're going to be the new Disneyland of abortion. Everybody can get an abortion. Everybody should come to California and get an abortion on demand up till the kid's five years old. We're going to pay mean, the for poli- the flights. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're an undocumented alien, we're going to give you an abortion. A lot of people are like, I don't want to be party to that. The state has swung culturally and politically so far left. People think, meh, not for me. Goodbye. I'm not paying my taxes to lunatics. And so I don't know. There are, there are negatives to it. There are positives to it. So Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has said some pretty strong things about the Supreme Court ruling that just came down this hour, overturning Roe versus Wade. Also, as it goes back to the states, about half the states have some pretty strong restrictions on abortion that will be new. Joe is going to list those for us. Yeah, Nancy, yep. Nancy did not hold back. I hope she, she didn't say anything irresponsible that will lead to more violence and anger. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. These are some turbulent times we're in, man. Wow, it's the spicy times. Hey, if you didn't hear Tim Sandifer talking about this when the news broke, it's damned interesting. You can grab it in podcast form, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.